2: Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish independent WhatsApp channel.
0: Today on the Indo-Daily, how a hundred grand wedding cake became a battleground over the public's right to know and the right to be forgotten. Sean Quinn was Ireland's richest man. Quinn Group has plenty of money. We don't need money. We, we have, uh, we're cash rich. We have money in the bank. But gambling on the Anglo-Irish Bank's share price left him bankrupt. Now the former billionaire's family is using privacy rights to have the public forget much of their past, including lavish spending and court battles over the collapse of the Quinn Empire. I don't care whether it's on Google or whether it's not on Google, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I have got all the bullets that's been fired at me for the last 12, 14 years, so i would be well capable of taking a few more. I'm Fiannaud Sheehan, and you're listening to the Indo-Daily. Today I'm joined by Shane Phelan, Legal Affairs Editor of the Irish Independent and Adrian Weckler, technology editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent, to discuss if the public interest is served, if the Quins have their cake and eat it too.
1: Quinns' story has thrust the right to be forgotten issue into the spotlight, because until now it's largely gone under the radar.
0: Problem here is that no one is
2: protecting the public's right to know about really important news stories. So the right to be forgotten has created this serious regulatory imbalance in Ireland.
0: So, Shane Fionn, Tell us about the hundred-grand cake.
1: Well, uh, you where to start? It was baked by a lady called Sylvia Weinstock from New York, lady in her 80s, and uh, it was packed into 20 boxes and flown to Ireland for a very, very lavish wedding in 2007. Kira Quinn, Sean Quinn's daughter, is marrying a solicitor called Niall McPartland. And this cake was, was flown here, reassembled, Tears put on top of each other and what you had was a towering six foot mass of cascading edible flowers.
0: Why did we subsequently learn about the cake? What, what, what was its
1: relevance? So, the wedding was in 2007 uh, when everything was pretty much hunky-dory in the Quinn Empire and uh, fast forward to 2012 and things are not so good the empire is falling away or has fallen away uh, from Sean Quinn. Um, He's basically lost it all because of disastrous stock market bets on the share price of Anglo-Irish Bank. And uh, Anglo's successor, IBRC, is is basically trying to get back money uh, that was loaned to the Quinn family to cover those bets. And um, the story of the cake and the wedding which is reputed to have cost a million euro. It all began to tumble out in court. So now we
0: have a situation where members of the Quinn family want articles like like this to basically be delisted by Google. Sort of when I look them up on a search engine, I, I can't I can't find them. Um, what what does that mean
1: uh, for an article to actually be delisted in the first place? So, under the the right to be forgotten, uh, which is around since uh, 2014, um, you have the right to go to an internet search engine. It doesn't have to be Google, it can be any of the other ones. And you can request that uh, certain uh, searches, when certain searches are done, say, for example, in your name, that the articles that appear stop appearing, basically, in in the search list. And, um, you know, I suppose the thinking behind this is, um, you know, if these articles are inadequate, irrelevant, um, no longer relevant, or excessive, that you know they shouldn't really be be haunting you for the rest of your life. So if you've had some indiscretion a period of time ago and uh you know it, it could be stopping you from getting a job it could be stopping you from you know advancing in your life that you, you shouldn't really be followed around by this particularly if it's no longer relevant to you um but there is a balancing act to be done here it, there's um public interest factors come into play so if a person's role has a role in public life that has to be taken into account um the bar is higher for public figures and and even higher still for uh, elected representatives.
0: So apart from the wedding cake, what, what else don't the, the Quinn family? What do they want us to forget about?
1: Well, we, uh, I suppose, looked into this, and we came across a whole range of articles that were delisted as a result of requests made uh, to to, um, to Google. Um, in terms of independent.ie alone. We were aware of about 131 articles that were delisted and also 20 photographs of various members of the Quinn family. Now, these ranged for oh, it was a whole range of, of things. A lot of it was to do with, uh, I suppose, their legal travails. Um, look, they were in and out of the courts for the guts of a decade uh, after the, 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 the collapse of, of, of the empire. Uh, some of the articles they dealt with uh, Sean Quinn being jailed for contempt of court for uh, uh, defying orders um, you know not to inter not to interfere uh, with those foreign assets um, you had uh, details of uh, the, the monthly expenses of the children you had claims that um, if 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 any of the children had their um, employment severed by a Russian entity that was in 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 the international property group, that they would have a windfall of two hundred and fifty million euros, and all sorts of questions arose from that and how that came about. Another stories about uh, you know a daughter of Sean Quinn withdrawing sixteen thousand euro from in cash from an, an ATM in one day. Um, Sean Quinn himself getting free legal aid. Do we know? At, so, do we know at this
0: point who's actually making these applications on behalf of, of the Quinn family?
1: Google informs publishers when it delists an article, but it doesn't say who. It, it tells you what the article is, but it doesn't say who made the request or what the search terms were. Um, but it was clear to us that look, this had to be uh, a member or members of the Quinn family. And uh, I suppose a week after we first broke this story a son-in-law of Sean Quinn has now come forward and says that he made the request Uh, his name is Niall McPartland he's married to Kira Quinn and uh, so he's
0: the groom with the 100 grand cake
1: he's the groom with the the, the cake that allegedly cost 100,000 euro Um, and he's basically saying look I made these requests uh, on my own behalf Um, he says that the, the family didn't know including his wife he says he didn't tell his wife he was doing it and um, he's quite upset, I suppose, about that, that all of this has, has come out. He says now that he, he wishes he hadn't made the request, given the media coverage that, uh, that they have attached.
0: Because the, the, the issue now is that publishers like Independent.ie, those stories are still there, and in fact have been recirculated over the course of the past week to to remind people of... of of, of what was happening at the time.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's not just um, independent.ie. Um, other publishers have had this problem as well. I mean, the Irish Times has reported that it had 74 items delisted and, uh, from its website, and it, it has highlighted some of those stories. The Irish Examiner, 55 items delisted, and it's highlighted some of the stories as well. The Irish News has also said that it, it's been affected. So um, I'm sure there, there, there may well be other publications as well who haven't actually, you know, said they've been affected yet, but there may well be others.
0: Adrian Weckler, you're like the universal translator in the Star Trek. You kind of interpret what's going on in the in the minds of the the tech industry for us, and that's a terrible ex- slur for you. <laughs> explain what exactly is the is the logic here um why do, why does Google decide in a case like this that they will delist these news articles, which are in effect Court records, factually accurate material that was out there that is of public interest? There are two
2: answers to that. The first, Pat, answer is that this is literally the way that we, Ireland, and the European Union have set the law up. So the right to be forgotten is an extension of privacy law, which is settled law here and now. And we never really specified how this was going to be done, other than that huge tech monopolies, because Google is a search engine monopoly, would decide itself. Now, it does have some criteria that it uses in its own thinking, according to um, guidelines, rough guidelines from the European Court of Justice. Shane has mentioned a few of them. They include things like the amount of time that's elapsed. So we could publish an article tomorrow about Sean Quinn. And this might be very timely, it might be seen as being important in the public discourse. In eight years time or nine years time, he could make an application to Google under the right to be forgotten for that article, a link to that article to be delisted. And he might get that on the basis that enough time has passed and that things have moved on and he has a right to a private life and not to be hounded, et cetera, by uh, by these um, uh, allegations or whatever was contained in the article. Technically and procedurally, Within Google, there's an actual team called the legal removals team, junior functionaries, basically. If you want to apply to have something delisted from Google, you fill out a web form uh, uh, that that you get from Google, it's free. One of these functionaries, a human, not an algorithm, will see this. A lot of the time it will be decided there and then, depending on how other cases were decided, other applications. If it's a tricky one, it might be escalated up the line, typically to a lawyer within Google, and if it's really tricky, um, if it's the subject of, for example, a data protection commissioner request, if it's part of an ongoing legal case or a previous legal case, it might go another level up again. But essentially, Google makes the decision. There isn't really an appeal. There is for a, a mechanism by which we, the Irish Independent or the Irish Times or anybody else, can maybe query why Google made its decision. There, We can do that in technical online form that uh, is part of an account we have, we have with Google. Excuse me. Um, but essentially, there is no real appeal. This is Google that makes the rules on public interest, on what articles are in the public interest.
0: Professor Edward Lee from the Chicago 10, kent College uh, of Law said that Google's role as a private administrative agency quasi-lawmaking, quasi-adjudicative and quasi-enforcement power. And the EU and, and Ireland as part of the EU has handed this company this right to decide, thumbs up or thumbs down, we'll decide what, what is in the public interest. Yes,
2: here. correct. There's nothing quasi about it.
0: Yeah. So the factors that they they put in, into play in in a case like this then uh passage of time the individual in, involved and and ultimately don't have to justify what it is that why they've come down in in a in a particular uh, way they don't effectively have to publish a ruling that says well this is why we believe this person is entitled to have this no, nope, f-
2: absolutely forgotten. not. And this is where all of the tension arises. There was always going to be this tension. This is why we're sitting around here today. This is why we published the articles. There are always going to be situations where things that we think are still in the public interest, the public has a right to know about, which changed the course of history, which is the reason we're still paying a 2% levy, for example, on insurance premiums, which is probably taught in universities, probably included in textbooks. Like these are important things. And... A lot of that information has now essentially been cut off from the public. Maybe college students, maybe secondary school students, maybe business students trying to learn about this stuff. And um, that is, was Google's choice to do that, but it's, Google is a very unwilling censor in this case. This is literally the way uh, that we set it up. Um, I think Google would prefer to just allow all right to be forgotten requests. Um, to exceed to all of them, but they don't. They turn down more than half of them. They probably turn down quite a few uh, Quinn requests, um, statistically, given on how many they actually do turn down. But Mr. Lee's, Professor Lee's uh, thesis is correct.
0: And newspaper articles, newspapers, uh, traditional media, have, have sets of long traditions, values, rules, regulations, law... Uh governing what what can and can't can't be published uh, decades, if not centuries old editorial processes in place, deciding what what is in the public interest and, and what isn't do are are they afforded any greater level of, of protection?
2: They aren't in one respect. So there is a news gathering position, a premium plateau that does take uh, some sort of precedence in Google's decision making process. I was talking to several people in and out of the company about this over the the last few weeks and they do take that into account. But they do also point out that there are cases where other things will trump that presumed right of us as established, formalized, regulated news gathering entities to publish these interesting articles. They say, for example, we might publish an article about a guy who has been charged uh, with with a crime, maybe he's charged with something. Maybe he's subsequently acquitted of that. Maybe the case collapses. But that article only says that he was charged with this crime. Google's position would be that even though it's in our newspaper and even though we're a respected media organisation, that you know that shouldn't haunt him for the rest of his life.
0: So I can still find these articles. I can, I can go to a, a library and get a, get a print uh, version of it. I can go on the individual uh, newspaper's website and. Search uh, f- for these articles. But if I do the, the quick Google search, so if I am. Don't um, forget being and DuckDuckGo. Yeah. <laughs> and, the the and, search engines that nobody yeah, uses, or Alta Vista, or yeah.
2: AskJeeves, ask.com. Remember that one? Um, um, y- yeah, you can go to these alternate places to try and look yeah. these things up. If you're a researcher, for example, if you're an academic researcher, this is exactly what you would do. The fact is, Google owns over 90% of the search engine market in Ireland. That means that to the vast majority of people, Google is the internet. If you look something up and you can't find it on Google, it doesn't exist. Therefore, all of the things that Shane was talking about uh, in relation to the uh, Quinney family, they no longer exist. That never happened. Never happened.
0: Shane, we shouldn't isolate this conversation to just conversations about uh, bankrupt billionaires. There are other people who just want to scrub their past deeds, but within that, there are people like sex offenders, people who run prostitution rings. They're also the kind of people who are applying and succeeding in getting their past forgotten.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of extraordinary the, the kind of the range of people uh, a that are making the requests, and uh, and b the, you know the ones who are proving successful. Like we know, uh, or at least Google has told us that there's. Sixty-seven politicians or government figures have made requests in Ireland, and we don't know how many of them have been successful, but we know some of them have. Um, One hundred and forty-six public figures, uh, eighty corporations have made requests, even though corporations technically can't make requests, but they've asked or they've tried. Um, and and we've kind of looked pretty deeply into 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 the, some of the ones that, you know, did get over the line. So, like. Uh, one of the most uh, extraordinary ones that we've come across is, is a case of a convicted brothel keeper called Mark McCormick. Now, his, his, uh, he was he, he was convicted for uh, running a vice ring in Dublin. His dad, Peter, founded Ireland's biggest sex worker website. You know, so you you, you got to ask yourself why why are guys like this having articles delisted? We've also. uh, Can
2: I I just come in on that and say, just to play absolute devil's advocate here, and you know that I agree with you on ninety nine percent of this. Wouldn't that brothel keeper, former brothel keeper, argue that he has as much of a right to have his uh, past deeds forgotten under the spirit of this law um, as as anyone else?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's an argument that you could make, but also you, you got to look at, I suppose, at, 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 at the topic itself. I mean, this is an underground um, uh, phenomenon. Um, it, it takes place in the shadows. You know, is it really healthy that articles that are highlighting this as a problem in, you know, our biggest city, are no longer available? I don't think so. I mean, uh, Google's position, and we asked them about this. They said they were required by the privacy law to delist all their pages from search results about criminal convictions in light of the time that has elapsed. And they're actually, they don't seem to be a willing participant in this. You yeah, because the privacy,
2: the privacy lobby's uh, advocate's view, because I've listened to a lot of them in the last week as well, is that this can seem harsh and counterintuitive, but at the same time, it should also apply equally to People with past convictions, or people who we would consider to be bad people, that mm-hmm. they should equally, be, you know, be afforded this right. That's basically the way the law. That's what we decided the law, the right to be forgotten, yeah. was. It is. A,
1: it is a complicated issue. Like you have, like we have we, come across articles involving sex offenders, people who've mm. downloaded child pornography, and they're being scrubbed. Um, I well, know, as a result of requests, and that's a as well. really
2: hard edge case. But wouldn't they say the same that even even someone in that category of crime, which is the one we abhor probably most, still has that right?
1: Yeah, and they've successfully made their
0: arguments mm-hmm. because the articles were delisted. The other point is that that what what is actually scrubbed here, what has actually been forgotten, is searches on particular names. And I just explained how, how that works. It's not the entirety of everything written about this topic. It's it's the individual who is applying, it's searches around their names.
1: Yeah, so for example, if you take um, the case of Niall McPartland, Sean Quinn's son-in-law, he's told us that basically his requests related to searches in his own name. So um, if you t- type in his name, then uh, there's a whole re- whole host of articles that, which would probably previously have come up. They no longer appear. And, um, you know, uh, going by his account... Um, it's a huge number of articles. Uh, now that's not terribly surprising because he was, um, you know, um, you know, uh, basically at, at so many court hearings. Um, he was involved in in the Quinn family businesses and uh, in certain investigations after that. So that's that's not surprising. But um, it is possible if other search terms are entered uh, that the same. Articles which have been delisted in relation to him will pop up, but it, what I suppose this, uh, this whole right to be forgotten, the way it operates, is that it uh, it makes it harder for you to to find those uh, those articles. If you're interested in finding out about a particular individual, and the articles about them have been delisted, then you need to be somewhat creative, and think, well, okay, what other words should I put into uh, the Google machine to find the article I'm looking for? Agent, uh, privacy experts,
0: academics call for data protection commissioner to be involved here, or some sort of independent arbitration process that effectively the search engine companies would have to, to clear their decisions uh, with. Do you think that should happen? Oh, I'd love for that to happen. Will it happen? I, I don't think it will happen. Yeah. I think
2: companies like Google will go along with whatever it is that we or the European Commission or the European Union or anybody else uh, sets up formally and legally under law to do. They will do that. But there is a real regulatory imbalance here. You mentioned the Data Protection Commissioner here. The Data Protection Commissioner gets involved in several cases in advocating to Google that some uh, articles, news articles, should be delisted from Google based on A, B, or C. It never intervenes on the other side. It never uh, uh, you know, asks Google to, uh, to pause before delisting something. There's a huge regulatory imbalance. I asked the DPC about this last week, and they were unapologetic about it. They said, look, that's not our, our regulatory role is to advance the right to be forgotten and, uh, and data privacy in general. You know, Someone batting for you guys, that should be somebody else, but there is nobody else essentially this is the problem this is where tension was always going to arise here we've set up a system which we hope will you know protect our privacy but in some cases could seriously damage our access to information and important news articles that are you know crucial uh to the history of of this country and the only people who are protecting our point of view here are a few unnamed functionaries in Google who don't even have to do it. They're only doing it because they happen to have a business prerogative to maximize the amount of information to the internet. That's their current business prerogative. That could change.
0: That was Adrian Weckler and Shane Phelan. I'm Fianon Sheehan and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll with sound design by John Smith. Archive clips from Northern Sound Radio and independent.ie. You can listen to the Indo Daily wherever you get your podcasts.